Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Exactly. You can just call me your friend. I really don't care. Hello, everybody. So you just heard the voice of Cassandra Bodzak on the show. Welcome to Radically Loved. You guys know that it's like going to be no structure when I have my friends on the show because that's just what happens. So Cassandra Bodzak is, uh, I just want to call you like a spiritual leader. Okay. She's a best-selling author and she's here to talk about her new book, Manifestation Through Meditation. And I'm just so excited to have you on. Welcome back again. I think, how many times have you done the show? Just once. I think just once before, like eons ago. Oh God, man. That was a long, that was like probably season one. I think so. It was like another lifetime ago. I think oh, I had just moved to LA actually. Yes. You had just moved because I remember us talking about that. And now here we are many years later, you know, you sometimes for the people listening, you are beloved listeners you know, sometimes you just meet people in your life and you're like, yeah, that person's going to be in my life for a very long time. She's definitely that person. And even though, I guess maybe because even we don't talk all the time, we're on a group text with a bunch of our other friends. Maybe it's just because I see you on social media and I'm like, I know everything that's happening in your life. I feel, or like Sahara will tell me, you know, she'll give me the update. So it's, it's really nice, but I, yeah, I'm just so happy for you. I mean, you've got some great things going on and I just, I just have nothing but love for you. And I, I'm excited to talk about your new book. So I know I'm talking a lot. I'll let you talk here in a second. When did you write this book? Like in the middle of a pandemic or what? (laughs) WTF? What's going on? Oh my God. Well, first of all, I echo all that. I do feel like we've just like been in each other's paths for so long and it's kind of beautiful how I feel like the ebb and the flow of like that, that I feel like I'm being, you know, called closer to you and some, and, and I was talking about my friend Allison about this too. It's like two women that have been in my life for years actually, but like just, I don't know, just how like the world works where you're kind of like in different spaces. And I love our friend group because we're all just so busy, but we can like just tap in and be like, okay, we got to go deep right now. (laughs) There's definitely something about having people in your life that you just drop in with. Yeah. We could could go in deep, really. (laughs) We could really have those conversations in a very like deeply connected way. And I, I just, I live for that. Yeah, I feel like that's invaluable. So yeah, so I wrote this book so fast. It channeled through me. I literally started it writing it in March. Yeah, so fast, fast. And uh, are you talking about this year? Yeah. Wait, you started yep. writing this book in March. I'm literally, you are 
uh, the embodiment of what you wrote about manifesting through <laughs> so so the funny thing is that i manifested this book on my birthday this year and i really feel like i dedicated the book as in honor of my grandma who passed in january this year and my grandma was like my best friend my like my person on earth and she was like the, you know, I would, I call her like, she'd be like my first call for everything, you know? And so when she passed in January, obviously that was like the, it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to walk through, but gets, this gets to the book. So my birthday is in February and I was really nervous about having my first birthday without her. And so I had been talking and channeling to my grandma and writing her letters, like since she passed and like all this stuff. And so coming up to my birthday, I'm like, okay, grandma, I expect a birthday gift. I expect a birthday gift and I don't care what it is, but whatever it is, I want it to be something that I know is undeniably from you. And so on my birthday, I was at a meditation retreat. I decided to do that. And... I had this amazing meditation, which is kind of like part one, where I literally felt like I plugged in to source and divine energy and it like electrocuted my whole body. It was so wild and amazing. And I like saw her face and it was this really beautiful moment. And I had been meditating for like four hours that morning. And then when like moment happened and I was like, oh my God, that was my birthday gift from my grandma because she knew that that was one of the things I, I'm like a junkie to really experience tangible experiences of the divine, let's say. So I was like, oh, that was amazing. And then I get up to my room and there's an email from a publisher about like, if I wanted to do this book. And I was like, oh, this is grandma. Like, this is like, this is her. Because first of all, she was a Capricorn through and through. So she loved like my work and my ambitions. But also because I had been on a journey of trying to write this book for a few years and like going through different iterations of it and pitching it in different ways. And it just like, wasn't ever right. And she had been on that journey with me the entire time because she was the person I'd always like call and talk about it. And so I was like, of course, like now that she is at kind of a higher command station, was able to pull some strings for me. And so when I got it, it was, I was like, oh, this is literally exactly what I want to write. And then once we started writing, I think the whole book downloaded in like a week and a half. That is so, I'm like, I got chills. I love those moments where you ask for the divine or you ask your spirit guides for a sign and they just show up like 100%. It is always, and especially so undeniable. I love it that you, you said she's at a what? Higher command station? She's at a higher command station now. <laughs> I think that's so awesome. Okay, so I have so many questions. Because I love the whole manifestation idea to me is, well, it's twofold, right? Because I feel like it's something, it's a word, it's a catch word that a lot of people use a lot of the time. I'm 100%. I believe in manifestation. I believe that manifestation is something that you have to not only cultivate in a spiritual sense, but also it's something that you think, it's something that you say, it's something that you do. And I feel that most people don't talk about the doing part. 
And for me, just to sort of like be on board with what you're doing is the doing is the meditation for me, right? So it's like the doing is the actual practice of how are you making this happen? What steps are you taking? So walk us through, you know, a little bit of the processes in the book, like what was the intention behind it? Where do you want the readers to go? Yeah, I love that. And it's true. Like, that's the same thing for me. One of the things that I was realizing, I've always been a huge like meditation since my spiritual awakening meditation was such a like foundational part of my practice. And what I started noticing after working with clients and in like group programs and all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, well, what's like going on? Like, why are certain things not hitting for people? Right. And I think so much of it was because people were trying to skip the meditation part of it. Right. And I think so much in like, kind of what we were talking about, like manifestation catchphrase culture, let's just call it right. There's this illusion that you can like snap your fingers, manifest stuff without actually doing that, the spiritual work it requires. So I was really excited to like actually get to write a manual to lead someone through that maybe feels like they're like lost in the desert when it comes to like meditation. And so I'll go through, so the the process is a four-step process in the book that I created. And then in the hundred meditations, the first 10 are kind of like, I call them like back pocket meditations or meditations you can kind of do if you just need like a little tune up before you go into a meeting or, you know, you're having an off day. It doesn't have to be like a big project. And then the first 40, there's 10 meditations for each step. So you have 10 different meditations to help you do each of those four steps of manifesting. And I did that so that you can do all 10 of them, or, you know, you can kind of taste the buffet and like find one you really like and like dive deeper into that one. And then the rest, the other 50 are like more specialized meditation. So if you want to go into like relationships or career or calling in your tribe, you know, all different things like that, you can get a little bit more specialized with it. But so the four steps, one is remembering who you are. And I think this is the step that everyone skips. (laughs) And unfortunately, if you skip this step, the rest of the steps don't work. Um, (laughs) And listen, just as a disclaimer, if anyone's like, oh my God, we'll just give up right now. You know, we don't all have to remember who we are like every second of the day, you know, unless you're like Buddha, I don't think it can happen. But our meditation practice is a time where we actually get to connect to that space and remember who we are. And for me, that's the primary purpose of meditation, right? Is we get that five, 20, one hour, whatever it is you wanna do to go into that space. And there's different ways you can do it. So whether it's connecting to your heart center and that's like your doorway in, If it's for me, I really like, I go into the infinite abyss is what I call it, right? And I just feel like an essence and infinite space and connected to everything and also just like floating (laughs) and, you know, connecting to the divine, actually feeling like that experience that I had, like feeling like you're plugging into like a, a greater power source, right? So there's 10 different kind of ways you can like play around and see what resonates with you, but meditation, I feel like is the essential to that first step. Because when we remember who we are, then we remember that we're divine creators. 
we remember that we have infinite potential, that we have limitless possibilities for our life. And that is actually the material that we create from, right? That's the area that we manifest things from. We don't manifest from our human personality, right? Um, we manifest from the infinite within us. And so in order to do that, we got to touch it. We got to like get there. And so that's why I think manifest, I'm such a like stickler for manifesting through meditation is because now, once you start working on getting there, right. And you've now developed that, first of all, that alone will change your life, right? Because all of a sudden now you're going into the rest of your day with a different attitude, Life isn't happening to me. Life is happening for me. I can happen to life as well, right? I can create, you know, a shift. And then the second step is connecting to your soul's desires. So once you remember who you are, we connect to our soul's desires, which is different than connecting to your human's desires. (laughs) Because our human might see like, oh, everybody, all the people I follow on Instagram, they're writing a book, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to write a book instead of actually going within into our soul and saying, well, what does my soul crave to do? Maybe my soul wants to open a pottery studio and doesn't want to be on Instagram. Maybe my soul wants to be a teacher or a mom or an interior or whatever it is. Maybe my soul wants to travel to Costa Rica. It's like your soul, we, I believe that we incarnate here and our desires are like divine seeds that were planted in our souls that were meant to be the stewards of growing in this lifetime. And so there's 10 different meditations. And again, I think you find those answers in meditation because it's when you are able to loose yourself of the external pressures of the world and anybody else's opinion or whatnot, and just really go into your heart and go into your essence and say, what is the experience that I came here to have, that I want to have, right? And so getting really clear on your soul's desires. And then another little part of that that I'll add is I have a a meditation and I also explain the process in the book on how to get to the essence of that desire, because sometimes we think we want a desire and but what we're really doing is we're we're getting attached to how it happens or the form it comes in or whatnot, right? So just to go on the book example, if your soul feels called to like put out a book in the world or write something, right? It's so easy to be like, well, I really want Penguin Random House to publish it and I have to get this big of an advance and it has to look like this and it has to do the da da and you've created all these like things that your human thinks it needs but your soul actually just desires to share some information in the form of a book right so it's like once we get open then we get open to potentially even more aligned publishers we get open to a hybrid publisher we decide to self-publish or then all of a sudden there's infinite possibilities open to us and we can trust that we'll manifest the one that's in our highest good right and then that you know because we've gotten down to the essence of what that real desire is right the third step is then and this everybody hates this step (laughs) this is the step where you have to look at your shit you have to look at what are my wounds what are my limiting beliefs what are the things i like to say 
you know, if anyone who's listening thought of that thing that they're like, this is what my soul desires. This is what I'm manifesting. If me and Rosie were to like have tea with you and be like, so why don't you have it already? Whatever you would say to us is exactly what you need to clear. Like whatever your, that your top of mind, like real strong excuses as to why it hasn't manifested yet is exactly where your work starts. And so I have a process in the book where I really help you do like a full on fear inventory and like work through those and like look at the evidence you've collected and stuff. And then a bunch of different meditations from everything from healing childhood wounds to healing things that maybe even happen in past lives to healing limiting beliefs, all different stuff. That's the work where, again, like it really does take you again, like you were saying, like the action, right? That's like not a fun, it's like not always a fun thing to do. I find it kind of fun because I get excited for what I know is on the other side of it, right? I'm a special little snowflake. But, but, you know, because I think like, oh, wow, look at that awful belief I have. Like, what do I got to do to zap that out? Like, it's kind of like popping a pimple in the way. (laughs) It's really good. This episode is brought to you by Cerebral. Did you know that last year rates of anxiety and depression have doubled in the U.S.? These days, it can take weeks to get a traditional therapy appointment. Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. I was so grateful to have been introduced to Cerebral while I was going through COVID. I needed to talk to somebody. I was suffering from a very terrible bout of anxiety and the process was so entirely easy for me. And the counselor was so kind and loving and completely empathetic to what I was going through. They do offer prescription medication online through a licensed provider and they ship medications directly to your door. They have unlimited messaging with your care team. And with Cerebral mobile app, it's like having your own personal care team wherever you are. You can connect to them straight through the app, schedule sessions, and find a place in your home where you're comfortable taking the conversation. Cerebral has affordable treatments that are one third of the price of traditional therapy. Treatment options are available with or without insurance. Cerebral is in-network for several insurers, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. And for a limited time, for all of our listeners, you can receive 65% off of your first month of medication management and care counseling at getcerebral.com forward slash loved. Go to getcerebral.com forward slash loved to get 65% off of your first month. That's a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. This episode is brought to you by Ori. Ori is a fine jewelry brand founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. Because Orate sells directly to you without the middleman markup, they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost. Orate hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. I've always had a hard time with earrings because I am allergic to a lot of different metals, and so I can only wear gold And it's really hard for me to find little studs that I like. And most of the time I 
might find a single one. I don't need them to match. But again, it's very difficult to find something that I really like that is real gold and that's affordable. So when I went on orate.newyork.com and found my new favorite studs, the Diamond Luna stud earring, if you want to twin with me, I ended up just getting two of them because I loved the one so much. Now, I'm not a big makeup person, but something that I do wear day and night that I don't ever take off is my jewelry. I don't have a lot of big bulky jewelry, but my earrings, the little studs or my rings that I wear, it just helps me feel adorned throughout the day. And even if I just stay in my PJs all day, it still makes me feel really good to be able to not only support a female-owned business, but to also feel good. Ore is looking to set the standard for women because they deserve the best, always reminding them to set the gold bar high. Besides transparent pricing, Ori has now teamed up with Klarna to make their items even more accessible for all of you. Basically, using Klarna, you can shop now and pay over time. Just a more flexible way to get what you want from Ori. It's also extremely important for me to have something that's ethically sourced and sustainably made. Their gold is never mined and their gemstones and diamonds are also certified conflict-free. So Ori is offering our audience 20% off of your first purchase. So go to oratenewyork.com forward slash loved and use the promo code loved. That's 20% off with no minimum spend and they rarely have discounts as high as 20% off. So I really encourage you to shop now while it's going on, maybe even shopping for an early holiday gift. Question mark. This offer is only exclusive for the listeners of the Radically Loved podcast. So head over to oratenewyork.com forward slash loved and use the promo code loved to get 20% off. That's A-U-R-A-T New York.com to get 20% off with no minimum spend. That's really good. And honestly, I feel the same way. And I think that it's because you feel and you know what it's like to be on the other side, that that's why it gets exciting. So it's not like she's not a glutton for punishment, guys. She is just, she knows what the work is. She's done the work and she knows what it feels like to go to have that respite of popping that pimple. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's an important attitude to have towards it, right? Where it's like, once you start knowing like, I remember when I first started like eons ago, working on my money fears and like, I feel like I'll probably be working on like money stuff forever. I have so much, but I worked on like when I first started doing that work and I really saw like how much my finances shifted so fast and how it, and not even, and again, it wasn't like, I'm a big believer in magic, but it wasn't really magic. What happened was I just had a different mindset. So all of a sudden I was acting differently. Thing I was doing things differently. I wasn't afraid to look at certain things. I handled things. I read certain books that just like, it's kind of amazing when you start doing this work that when you start clearing that stuff, it's like there's this other side of your personality that finally gets allowed to be like available to you. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know I could be the person that was like interested in that kind of a thing or that was available to charge that or to do whatever it was, you know. The limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves are what keep us from opening that door to manifest more of that abundance in. Yeah, for sure. And so then the last step, which is, the, I think, the most fun step is quantum embodiment. <laughs> And that's when you get to just be it now, 
Like you get to show up and there's, you know, 10, again, 10 different meditations to help you do that, to help you like have a powwow with 2.0 version you for timeline hopping, for embodying it, for upgrading your mind to the next level version of you. And I think that's like, once you go through the process, that's kind of the culminating step where you're really, you're not waiting for something external to happen, to give you permission because anything we want, anything we want, material or otherwise, is because the person we think will be from having it, right? The person we're going to show up for, how we're going to feel, that's going to like say about us or give us extra confidence or make us feel more worthy or whatever it is, right? And so you don't got to wait for it to happen. You get to just show up as that right now. And that just magnetize it to you even faster. So we have fun with that. That's like everything from redoing your daily rituals to like, how would your two point, I, I call it your 2.0 version of yourself, right? How would that like next level you, how would they do life? How would they, what would they think about certain problems, right? How would they have to take care of themselves? How might they dress? How might they show up for certain things? What kind of schedule would they have different things like that so that you can actually anchor it into your present day life yes I love this can you give us an example of something you did that with that came to pass (laughs) so many things well one of the I guess one of the the biggest ones for me was when I manifested being on a cooking show on ABC and this is like a really clear example of how that came to pass was I would show up and multiple times a week, I don't think it was every day, but I would say multiple times a week, I would like record these horrible, horrible YouTube videos of me cooking in my kitchen in New York. And I just put it, I had nobody, nobody was following me on YouTube. The videos were yellow. I didn't even know how to edit. So it was all one take. I had all of the ingredients just right behind me. And then I I would like hold the bowl and like just be pushing them. It was hilarious. Like it was so, but I did it, but I did it because nothing brought me more joy than that like ridiculous, like two hours it took me to do it all. Right. And I had so much fun and I didn't even know at the time, I didn't know how to submit oneself for like a cooking show. I didn't know, you know, even what cooking shows were like, all I knew was that I like to do this. And so I did it every day. You know, one of the producers from ABC ended up finding me and calling me up and I got to be, I got to do it on national TV. And I think same thing with the book. I think with the book, the book was really funny. Both of my books, I started telling people about the book way before the book was actually a real thing. And I started writing like, and for for this book, it's funny because I was, I would say when I was energetically putting things into this book, I was writing a different book. So I only wrote this book after like this book deal came to be. But it didn't matter that I wasn't writing this book because energetically I was showing to write every day Mm. and I was making writing a priority in my life. So I was still sending that clear message that like I'm willing to show up. So I think so much of that is like thinking about how do you organize your day around that? You know, even with recently, I've gotten back into acting more and yeah, it was a big turnaround for me and just allowing my soul to express itself. Yeah. And when that hit first came up, I was like terrified, right? It's, you know, it was 
felt crazy in a way because I had kind of retired that a bit back in the day. But I did the stuff I tell everyone else to do when it comes to manifesting. So I was like, okay, let me clear the limiting beliefs I have around this. Let me look at what I need to embody. And so I bought, you know, I have, I have it right near, I have like this like blue screen and green screen and I have a whole backdrop and I have a whole like camera setup in here for my things. And I started taking the time and like getting myself back into acting classes and putting acting on my schedule. So, and I've just been doing that for a couple of months and I've already booked two roles in films and got like an agent and a manager and like oh, things have yeah. happened. And I think it's just because I just decided like how, if I was doing like if I was showing up at like professionally for this and I just did it, I did it before anybody wanted me to or asked me to. <laughs> Oftentimes, that's how we have to do things. I love everything that you're saying because I, by the way, side note, I, we auditioned for the same, I auditioned for that show on ABC. Yeah, I, I flew out. Yeah, I was living in Portland. It was back in 2013. And right, because that was the year that they were doing that show. It was the cooks against the professional chefs. It was like a competition show. I had my now defunct organic Mexican girl blog. And yeah, and I auditioned. I went for two different auditions and then they ended up going with, I think, this other guy that was in our audition group. But yeah, that's awesome that you said that. You know, it's funny because it it came up not that long ago. And when I looked it up, I saw that you were there and I'm like, oh, is this the show that cast did? And then I meant to text you and then it just never happened right now that you're bringing it up. Anyway, there's a reason why I'm saying this. I just want to piggyback to what, she's saying because there was a time where I wanted to do speaking. I wanted to speak in front of an audience. I wanted to be able to bring my message out into the world. And I am not particularly the type of person that enjoys being on camera. I don't really like, you know, I so appreciate actors and artists because they just really come alive and it always really inspires me. I'm not that person. I'm more of a I like to be behind the camera and I like to be in the audience. I want to have the experience. I want to appreciate the art. But when I was here, when we moved back from Portland, we moved back to LA. Tori kept telling me about this acting class that he really loved. And he, he thought that the teacher who has now passed away, he passed away two years ago, Mr. Sam Christensen. I ended up going and I took a an acting class just for the purpose of being on a stage and having that exactly what you're saying, put myself in a position where I am now on, in an audience. And it was really sweet and cute because everybody, it was a monologue class. First of all, I had to Google what monologue was, even though I knew, but I'm like in acting, like, what is this? Oh my um, God, I love it. And so what everybody would come in with a piece that they wanted to perform. There was only like maybe 10 people in class. This was like, you know, I don't know, this was like four or five, six years, I think maybe four or five years ago. I think when I started to do the podcast, and everybody's showing up with their monologue. And I was, I told the teacher, I would always get nervous. I'm like, I don't have a monologue. I'm not an actor. Like I, this isn't why I'm here. And he's like, that's okay. Like, why don't you bring in a poem or something that you really love to read? It could be anything, just something that you're going to read in front of everybody. So yeah, I brought in a couple of poetry books and a couple of passages that I really liked. And I would stand there just to get me comfortable right in front of people, because 
in their minds, I'm just going to go back to what Cass was saying earlier about becoming an author and being a writer, being an entrepreneur, being a, an actor, all these things require in your mind, the fantasy feels good. You're releasing the oxytocin, the serotonin of talking about doing something that you're passionate about. It is something completely different once you're there. So mm -hmm. it's not as glamorous as people might think. It actually takes work. Writing, what did she just say? She woke up every day and she was writing. She was actively engaged in the process of manifesting what she wanted. The same thing in my mind, it was very romantical to be on a stage and give this really inspirational talk. It was a different thing being in front of people. And I'm not saying an audience in my mind, it's like an audience with hundreds of people. This was like literally in front of six people. And I was <laughs> terrified. I mean, eh, riff, I wanted everybody to go into down dog because I didn't want to, you know, I'm like down dog. I can teach in front of a lot of people. Why? Because I'm guiding them through a practice that's different than having everybody's eyes on you, right? And I know that people that are performers or that really are passionate about that, like people like you that really can embody that experience, like, and you come alive, right? It, you're able to perform something that is coming from deep within you, right? For people like me who they don't have that, right? It's really <laughs> scary to be in front of people, even if I'm reading. So the book, first of all, the book is right, covering my entire face. And Sam's like, put it down. Do you know it by heart? Why don't you just paraphrase what's in there? Tell us a story. And I'm just like, okay, well, like I'm looking on the floor, like not looking at anybody. It's like, you have to engage with people. But the reason why I'm saying that is because for me, somebody who's not an actor, I took an acting class and I'll tell you, it not only helped my ability to feel empowered in front of an audience, it made me feel more confident because I did that scary thing. And it helped every area of my life, not just my my business or my professional life, but it helped me. That was what I needed in order to create this podcast. My ability Absolutely. to be right. It's like that comfort level, that, that idea. So I love what you're saying. And I love that you went back and you're doing it now. And like you're booking jobs. This is, I love that you're saying this. It's so inspiring. And I hope that people listening to this are really getting, are really feeling that transfer, that download. But I also love what you said about that acting class because I think that brings up a really good point that we never know what anything is for. We think we know what things are for, right? And just I think because naturally where you're already on your journey and you're open and kind of listening and intuitive already at that moment, it allowed you to be open to that suggestion, right? And to be like, oh, actually, I'm going to take an acting class. Instead of being like, I'm not going to take an acting class. I want to be a podcaster. Like, why would I take an acting class, right? Sometimes we can be so one lane. And when we're a little bit more open, we're a little bit, uh, we're available for what those desires are, you know? And I think that's a big part of the journey is when we're like in touch with those soul desires we can, same thing, like I open myself up to be like, okay, I'm going to try this acting thing now. I'm going to, you know, do this, right? And I don't do anything half-ass. So I'm going to go full in on it and see what happens. But also with a realization, same thing with writing the book, same thing with anything we do, same thing with taking, you know, yoga class or whatever it is, right? It's like, we don't always know how the dots are going to connect, right? But we can just honor the desire and what wants to come through. So sometimes we have a strong desire for something and we assume 
that it's because like we need to have that in our life. But sometimes that strong desire could just be guiding us on a path. And it could be the journey that having that desire brings us on actually leads us to something that we couldn't even conceive at that moment because it wasn't even available in our consciousness yet. But because we just allowed ourselves to follow that desire and you know, even like uh, something like that, we were like, yeah, I'll try an acting class and maybe that'll help me. And it's like, I always thought that way about my acting journey as well. When my world shifted and I became more of who I am today with like being an author and a spiritual teacher, I never second guessed it. I always thought, well, I learned such great skills during that time that helped me so much in who I am today. And when I started on that journey, I didn't even know what I do today was a possibility. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you know, I love that. I am so grateful for you. I want to be respectful of your time. And I just, first of all, I love you so much. And I love this topic so much. I cannot wait to read your book. I am just like, I cannot wait to see how this is going to change people's lives and going to help people really get into that place to drop in and try and manifest the things that they want into their lives. So for people that are listening to this or watching this, where can they go for more information? Where can they order the book? Yes, um, you can order the book wherever books are sold. I do have some book bonuses. So if you go to CassandraBodzak.com slash manifesting, you will get five free guided meditations. I lead you through each step of the process I picked a meditation from to help you, as well as an extended version of the, I kind of went even farther on the part one where I explained the whole process. You can dive into that immediately and a free bonus workshop of me kind of telling you how to utilize this. So all of those are at CassandraBazic.com slash manifesting. And you can just put in uh, wherever you ordered your book from in there and get those for free. And then I'm Cassandra Bodzak everywhere else online. <laughs> and we'll put those links in the show notes. So wherever you get your podcast, just hit the info button and all of those links will be there. So the final question is coming up. I'm curious what your last answer was. I know that I was asking this question from the beginning, but I'm curious if it's changed. So the whole purpose of Radically Loved was to build a place, to create a community for people to go to, to get inspired. And the idea is that we are radically loved by God, source, higher power, whatever, baby Buddha, baby Krishna, whatever you believe, the universe works for us and not against us. So the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? Um, I love that question. How I feel it, I think is through communication. I feel radical and by communication with, I call it my divine support squad, but I agree with you, whatever you've said, whoever you talk to, whoever you connect to, the way I feel radically loved um, on a day-to-day basis is one, my meditation when I'm able to connect with that. But then also I just like to be in a dialogue throughout the day. So I'm always inviting God, angels, my grandma, Mary Magdalene, whoever I want to be chatting with that day to assist me and help me and guide me. And then I end up seeing and feeling their support as I move through my day. So I think that's my, how I feel radically loved. <laughs> so much. And I love you. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I, I don't think we should wait this long to have you on again. No, yeah, we should hang out more too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so Bye. much for having me on. This is great. I love you. <laughs> I love you. 
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.